Costs to originate keep rising, even with more technology in the industry. The problem is the core platform. A new LOS can re-architect the process around data, not humans moving paper files. Vesta has built this LOS, and you can learn more at Vesta.com. Pulled from the hottest topics coming across our news desk, I'm Austin Lloyd, and this is The Daily Download. Today, I'll cover the Trump administration's plan to terminate the Obama-era AFFH for housing rule, a report from TransUnion that indicates the percentage of accounts in financial hardship began to level off in June, and a report from Adam Data Solutions that claims profits on home sales rose 16% in the second quarter of this year. But before we listen, here's a brief word from our sponsor. Extraordinary challenges demand extraordinary solutions. CoreLogic is uniquely positioned to help you navigate this historic disruption. Whether it's virtual home showings, flexible employment verifications, or automated loan modification engines, CoreLogic delivers the data-driven solutions, targeted insights, and deep domain expertise trusted by the nation's most successful mortgage lenders. Explore how CoreLogic can help you today. Visit corelogic.com forward slash COVID-19. Thanks for listening, and let's get started with an article written by Mary Ann Azevedo that covers the Trump administration's plan to terminate the Obama-era AFFH fair housing rule. The 2015 rule requires cities and towns that receive federal funding to examine local housing patterns for racial bias and design a plan to address any measurable bias. In a press release released on Thursday, Housing and Urban Development Secretary Ben Carson alleged the provision has proven to be complicated, costly, and ineffective. According to Carson, after reviewing thousands of comments on the proposed changes to the affirmatively furthering fair housing regulation, he found it to be unworkable and ultimately a waste of time, often resulting in funds being steered away from communities that need them most. That being said, Carson claimed a complete tearing down of the AFFH rule was not expected. Instead, in its place, HUD has unveiled a new rule called Preserving Community and Neighborhood Choice, which it says defines fair housing broadly to mean housing that, among other attributes, is affordable, safe, decent, free of unlawful discrimination, and accessible under civil right laws. Our next story comes from Alex Roja and covers a report from TransUnion that indicates the percentage of accounts in financial hardship began to level off in June. According to Roja, the percentage of accounts with mortgage loans in financial hardship fell from 7.48% in May to 6.79% during the month of June. The report defines accounts with deferred payments and forbearance programs as those in financial hardship and credits lenders the combination programs as a leading factor in these accounts' recent stabilization. TransUnion found that month over month, the percentage of accounts with financial hardship delinquency status fell in every loan type for the month of June, including those for Fannie Mae, Federal Housing Administration, Freddie Mac, United States Department of Agriculture, Veterans Administration, and Jumbo Loans. That being said, looking at year-over-year numbers, every loan type's percentage of hardship accounts gained in June over 2019. Rojas's FHA loans took the lion's share with 14.98% accounts in hardship last month. However, that number was down from 16.17% in May. The next largest percentage were those with USDA loans, which fell from 11.47% in May to 9.15% in June. In reference to the report, Matt Comos, Vice President of Research and Consulting at TransUnion, said in the early months of the pandemic, unemployment benefits and relief from the CARES Act gave consumers a bit of a cushion, leaving the consumer fairly well-positioned from a cash flow perspective. 
According to him, lenders have been working with consumers during this time of uncertainty by extending financial hardship offerings that have helped them understand and manage their financial situation. All right, and today's last story comes from Alex Roja and discusses a report from Adam Data Solutions that claims profits on home sales rose 16% in the second quarter of this year. According to Roja, home sellers gained on average $75,971 in profit on a typical sale in the second quarter of 2020, which is up from $65,250 in the first quarter as home sellers experienced a 36.3% ROI compared to the original purchase price. The latest quarterly figure represented another post-recession high, breaking the 34.5% ROI record in the first quarter the 33.7% home sellers saw this time last year. In a statement, Todd Tedda, CPO at Adam Data Solution, said the housing market across the United States pulled something of a high-wire act in the second quarter, surging forward despite the encroaching economic headwinds resulting from the coronavirus pandemic. According to the report, 81 of the 104 housing markets that the data analyzed experienced profit margin gain from the second quarter of 2019 to the second quarter of 2020. With the largest annual profit margin increases happening in Spokane, Washington, Columbus, Ohio, and St. Louis. However, not every metro experienced year-over-year gain as some markets are more at risk of economic impact from COVID-19, like Pittsburgh, Modesto, and Honolulu, which experienced the greatest drop in profit margin varied across the country. That's a wrap of the Daily Download for the week. Thanks for listening. And as a reminder, the Daily Download is now available on Apple Podcasts. So be sure to hit that subscribe button so you never miss the latest coverage of what's happening in the housing industry. We're also available on Spotify and Google Podcasts so you can catch us anywhere you want to listen. Have a great weekend and we'll meet you here again on Monday.